Whether you are a seasoned work-from-home employee or it became your new way of life during the pandemic, boundaries have become significantly more important. How can you create boundaries around work when it's in such close proximity to home? How do you shut it off when it's right there? Welcome to You Belong in the C-Suite podcast. You are ambitious in life and in your career, but something is missing. You want to bring more of your passion to what you do, because let's be honest, you pour a ton into your work and it needs to mean more. I'm your host, Laura Eigel. I'm a mom, wife, PhD, coach, advocate, introvert, and indoor rowing fanatic. I'm passionate about living a life that's in line with my values. We'll give you the actionable tips and tools you need to lead with your values, make a difference, and have career success. The world needs more diversity and authenticity in the top jobs at organizations. Your leadership belongs there. You belong in the C-suite. What gets you up in the morning? What drives your decisions? What do you stand for? No idea, not even sure where to start? I use my values to guide my life and career. It's the basis of how I've built boundaries for myself and stuck to them. Are you ready to dig into what matters to you? Go to thecatchgroup.com to download your free values worksheet. That's thecatchgroup.com to download your free values worksheet to get to your core values and take action on what matters most. Welcome to this week's episode of the You Belong in the C-Suite podcast. Today, we are going to dive a bit deeper into how to set boundaries, but this time we're going to focus on physical boundaries that you can set between work and home. I'm really excited to share a few strategies with you today, so let's get started. A Wall Street Journal article from 2020 describes that with no commute, Americans worked longer hours during the pandemic. Many employees traded in their seat on a train or their cars for longer hours at their uncomfortable seat and their makeshift work-from-home desks. What was supposed to be temporary ended up being much more permanent. Some are now returning to the office with strict pandemic standards and protocols in place, while other companies have realized the benefit of working from home for their companies to reduce cost and to provide more flexibility to employees in a still very changing world. Whether you are a seasoned work-from-home employee or it became your new way of life during the pandemic, boundaries have become significantly more important. How can you create boundaries around work when it's in such close proximity to home? How do you shut it off when it's right there? I find that if my boundaries are tied to my values, then I'm more likely to follow my boundaries. It puts a reason behind it and accountability to prioritize it because it's something that's super important to me. First and foremost, I want to make one thing clear. I'm not talking about work-life balance. There is no such thing as work-life balance. I think that's a myth, especially now. I'm not going to pretend that there's a place for a conversation about that right now. Right now, I, I think people are still trying to survive. Working from home, virtual school, the stress of not being able to see their loved ones. We have vaccines around the corner, but right now, we're still working from home, a lot of us. And I think it's really important to acknowledge that. Not work-life balance, but setting some boundaries to create priorities. Today we'll talk about three specific strategies that you can use to create physical boundaries at home. First, the fake commute. 
I've started doing an end-of-day walk, which replaces my end-of-day commute time. As an introvert, I need alone time to center myself. My husband, who used to work only in an office, has been my office mate now for a year. I also have our two boys who are in virtual school still at home. We're together a lot, which I love, but it also means that mama needs a break sometimes. I recently read an article from entrepreneur.com advocating for putting in a fake commute into your day. We'll link the article to the show notes. But the author describes the benefits of our previous commutes, those times in the train or in the car. It was a time to transition. That transition time is more important than we realize. We need it to decompress or to prepare for the day. He gives advice, the author, on how to create this fake commute. And I'm going to highlight a few of my favorite points from the article. First was maintaining your, your current schedule, specifically your sleep schedule. I know I have been known to partake in a few Netflix binges at night, even though I know I should be getting to bed, but he talks about how important keeping your schedule is. The second point that I loved was following your same commute times. So for instance, if you used to drive into the office and it would take 20 minutes, then that's the same amount of time in the morning that you need and at the end of your day and you need to schedule it. Even if you used to walk to go get your lunch, try and simulate that too. He also suggested to literally get dressed and walk out the door because it creates that physical boundary between work and home. And so I mentioned that I take my walk at the end of the day. I'm physically leaving the house, leaving work at that time. And when I come home, I don't get back into work. It's then family time. And I know that when I don't take my end-of-day walk, I'm not getting that transition time. I don't get to listen to a podcast or stretch my legs, which means if I continue to work, I'm less present with my family later. So the days that I do get my walk in, which is most days, I feel calmer and more connected and less anxious. The second strategy I want to share with you is a shutdown ritual. My writing coach, Lauren Marie Fleming, taught me about how to create a writing ritual, which basically creates the atmosphere that you want to write. So my desk is clear of distractions, my phone is on airplane mode, and I have a cup of tea, and then I set my Spotify for classical soundtrack, and it puts me in a position to where I feel like I'm free to write. And it sets the stage for my intention of writing and not checking my email or my phone. So how can you create a shutdown ritual for working from home? I listened to Amy Porterfield's podcast and she mentions her shutdown ritual of including 20 minutes at the end of her day and setting the intention for the next day. So what are three things you need to get done the next day to further your project objectives? I find that when I don't do that, my mind is racing at night, thinking about all the things I need to do. When I used this strategy of setting the intention of the next day, I wasn't as anxious about the next day or about missing something in an email and was less tempted to check my email at night too. So what can you do? Shut down a specific time, physically close the door to the office or put your laptop out of sight off of the dining room table. What about your phone? How can you shut it off? In my previous job, I had a team member who would turn his out of office on every weekend. You know, the out of office reply that says when you're out for vacation and can't be reached, he created a boundary that clearly stated he wasn't 
what he was and wasn't going to do, and that included not working on the weekend. And on vacation, he even deleted the email app on his phone so he wouldn't be tempted to check it. In my previous job, I worked from home often, and when that job started, I had the option of getting a company cell phone. I wasn't sure if I should have two phones, and at the time it seemed really silly, but it was actually the best thing I ever did. I had a company cell phone and a personal cell phone, and when I was working from home, my company cell phone never really left my office or desk, and I didn't bring it with me downstairs when I was with the family. I really wasn't even reachable if somebody called me because I didn't have it with me. I also didn't bring it on vacation with me either. You know, when we were taking vacations. The third strategy that I'll highlight is a visual reminder of your values. I'm a visual person, so I like to put visuals or pictures to things. Something that's helped me keep my boundaries that I've set in my schedule is a visual reminder of my values. In a leadership development program many years ago, when I worked in corporate, I built a vision board in PowerPoint. And a vision board can be a physical poster board or it can be digital. I built mine in PowerPoint using Google Images, but it's basically a reflective exercise of who you are and who you want to aspire to be in the future. The idea being that if you see the things that you want in the future, then in the present, you can focus on the things that will get you there to that future sooner, almost like manifesting it. In my vision board, after taking a step back, I realized I was really visualizing my values within the board. So it was a values vision board. For my family, I had put in a picture of our family after we had finished a fundraising walk for heart health. For my value of growth and development, I had chosen to put on the vision board that represented things like coaching and one of my favorite coaching questions, which is, what is the problem to solve? For my value of balance, I put in a picture of an indoor rowing machine because that's how I get the balance and stress relief for myself through my workouts. And for my value of advocacy, I put in words and pictures that depicted equity and active listening. I used this PowerPoint page, my values vision board, in a number of ways. In the past, I've brought it to an interview before to describe my leadership style and what's important to me. I've used it in one-on-ones with new people on my team and Right now, I have it hanging in my home office as a visual reminder of what's important. And the more I use it in the past, the more questions I got about it. I've had other people on my team come into meetings with something similar to spur conversation and connection. But for me, it's a physical representation of my values that I can see, a visual reminder of my value of balance so I stay accountable to my workout, a visual reminder of my family so I make sure I'm my best self by taking that end-of-day walk. Remember, it's a balancing act, not a balance. We are more exhausted than we've ever been because, you know, it doesn't feel like anything's ever turned off. And after multiple months of this, you know, we need to create more strict boundaries even more than ever. So my challenge to you is which one of these strategies are you going to try? I challenge you to pick one and try it for a week. You're going to try the fake commute, maybe put in a shutdown ritual, or even build a visual reminder of your values in a values vision board. How might it help you? How can this bring you closer to your values and your priorities? That wraps up today's episode. Thank you for being part of this community. And remember, you belong here. You belong in the C-suite. I'm more than thrilled to introduce a new program that our community has asked for. We are launching the You Belong in the C-Suite group coaching program. 
I've been coaching for over 10 years, and one thing I know is that sometimes you need accountability to make progress. Over the last few weeks, I've had multiple sessions with leaders who know that they need a change. They put so much into their work every day, but they aren't fulfilled. With group coaching, you get an individualized plan to take action on what matters most. And the best part? You get friends to go along the journey with you. You'll learn together. You'll celebrate together. The world needs your leadership. How will you bring it to them? Is it setting concrete boundaries so you can live a more fulfilled life? Is it setting a path for a bigger job at a company that aligns with your values? Learn more at thecatchgroup.com to apply to You Belong in the C-Suite Group Coaching Program. The world needs more diversity and authenticity. Your leadership belongs there. You belong in the C-Suite. Apply now at thecatchgroup.com. I want to thank you so much for listening to the You Belong in the C-Suite podcast. If you are enjoying this content, then be sure to subscribe to the podcast so that you don't miss a show. Editing and support for this podcast is from SNE Podcast Management. To get more tips and tools to help you live a life guided by your values, go to thecatchgroup.com. Keep your boundaries and take care. <laughs>